This is our devotional commentary for 1 Samuel chapter 12. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. And Samuel said to all Israel, Behold, I have obeyed your voice in all that you have said to me, and have made a king over you. And now, behold, the king walks before you, and I am old and gray, and behold, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my youth until this day. Here I am. Testify against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Or whose donkey have I taken? Or whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hand have I taken a bribe to blind my eyes with it? Testify against me, and I will restore it to you. They said, You have not defrauded us, or oppressed us, or taken anything from any man's hand. And he said to them, The Lord is witness against you, and his anointed is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. And they said, He is witness. And Samuel said to the people, The Lord is witness, who appointed Moses and Aaron and brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still that I may plead with you, before the Lord, concerning all the righteous deeds of the Lord that he performed for you and for your fathers. When Jacob went into Egypt and the Egyptians oppressed them, then your fathers cried out to the Lord, and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your fathers out of Egypt and made them dwell in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God, and he sold them into the hand of Sisera, commander of the army of Hazor, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king of Moab. And they fought against them, and they cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. But now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies that we may serve you. And the Lord sent Jeroboam and Barak and Jephthah and Samuel and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and you lived in safety. And when you saw that Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, came against you, you said to me, No, but a king shall reign over us. When the Lord your God was your king, now behold, the king whom you have chosen, for whom you have asked, behold, the Lord has set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, And if both you and the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God, it will be well. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you and your king. Now therefore stand still and see this great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call upon the Lord that he may send thunder and rain And you shall know and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord, in asking for yourselves a king. So Samuel called upon the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. And all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we may not die. For we have added to all our sins this evil, to ask for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, 
do not be afraid. You have done all this evil, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. First Samuel 12 records Samuel's farewell address to the nation of Israel. He is no longer ruling over them as judge, for the era of kingship has begun. Now old and gray, Samuel looks back on his years of leadership calling the people to testify to the integrity of his life. Israel's demand for a new government could not be explained by any character flaw in Samuel. He had served them well, never using his power or office as a means of personal enrichment. But the defendant becomes prosecutor in the second part of Samuel's speech. Not only had Samuel been faithful, but so had the Lord, Time after time, his righteous deeds of deliverance were performed among the people, from the days of their bondage in Egypt to more recent experiences under various judges. God's people had observed a pattern. In every crisis they faced, the Lord heard their cries for help and raised up a leader to save them. But when Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, attacked them, they did not put their trust in the proven arm of Yahweh. They made no appeal to the true king. Instead, they insisted that deliverance must come on their own terms. So now they had a king. But in this new form of government, the, the nation still faced the same basic alternatives. They could live faithfully under God's word, or they could suffer justly under his hand. If compelling logic and plain reason would not compel them to choose wisely, perhaps a visual aid would help. How about a deafening, drenching thunderstorm in dry season? Samuel calls upon the Lord to send the storm as proof that the people had acted wickedly in asking for a king. The prayers answered on that same day, and great fear comes upon them all. This leads to an expression of humble repentance and a desperate plea for Samuel to pray that they might not be destroyed. Samuel's response to them is a wonderful model for Christian leaders and an encouraging reminder of God's enduring grace toward his people. Despite their rebellious actions, there is a hope-filled future. Once we recognize the ugliness of our sin— it is not wise to wallow in our guilt. You can make yourself miserable by replaying in your mind some tragic mistake from the past. But misery cannot atone for sin. God saves by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. 
So trusting in God's grace, you must go forward in faithfulness to Him from this point on. We can't reverse the natural consequences of our actions, but praise God that His grace is greater than all our sin. Jesus Christ is a mediator far greater than aging Samuel. He does not reject us, for He always lives to intercede for His weak, sinful, faltering people. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.